Welcome to the Wheelhouse Podcast, where we talk about what's in my wheelhouse and maybe what's in yours, too. It's been a couple weeks since I last uh, did one of these podcasts, but uh, I'm back better than ever, a little refreshed, hopefully. Uh, but I'm back with Andrew. Hopefully next week I'll have something totally different for you guys. I'm working on it, but um, I have some ideas, things I'd like to do, uh, not just football podcasts. But I'm back, um, hopefully regularly again. Uh, but uh, this week I'll have uh, Andrew on coming up in a couple seconds here. We talked about the Thanksgiving games and look forward to week 12. Did a little bit of a for real Fugazi yet again. We looked at the divisional, some of the divisional leaders in the NFL, just trying to see if they're actually for real or if there's a little uh, smoke and mirrors going on. Anyway, happy to be back. Happy to have you back. Hopefully you keep tuning in. And uh, here's Andrew. All right, man, we are back after a couple weeks off. Uh, for those that don't know, I moved to Texas recently, and uh, Andrew and I have both been pretty busy. And uh, we did meet up in L.A., though, uh, what, last week? Yeah, it was last Friday. Well, Saturday for me, Friday for you. Uh, you got there a little earlier than I did. Yeah, for sure. We went and saw Young Bay at the, uh, what, the Coachella Future Funk. <laughs> I, I pretty much. I mean, it's the, yeah. the as I've been saying, the Mount Rushmore of future funk. Yeah. Before we get into yesterday's games, I don't even recall what games we saw. All I remember was just being incredibly disappointed that the Raiders were terrible and happy I didn't have to watch any of it at all. Are you talking about just our impressions before before the games happened or? No, just just the fact that I've been a little out of the loop on football because of this move. And then we went to L.A. last weekend and. Thank God I didn't watch any of the games because uh, it was pretty terrible for the old Raiders. Yeah, well, I, I made the strategic move of not seeing my uh, alma mater play when we went to the show on Saturday night. So honestly, <laughs> that, I, I, I took a I took a college football hiatus at the right time, um, <laughs> more so than than my NFL um, hiatus. But yeah, it's I mean, it's still just wild and unpredictable and still very strange. Even even if you were watching, I don't think you would have any more clarity than you did when you left for Texas, to be honest. No, especially in college. God. But uh, we had uh, some pooptastic games, Andrew, uh, yesterday. Uh, we were talking throughout the games. The Lions and Bears, just just terrible. Just terrible. Uh, just some of the worst coaching you'll ever see. Uh, especially, the, you know, those last couple of minutes there, just the timeouts, both of them just rushing to <laughs> call a timeout. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, what's his face? Campbell's back to back timeouts, like, you know, got caught with his pants down. It was just it was bad, man. And I just love seeing Nagy throw down the headset like he won, like, you know, his division or something. <laughs> <laughs> did he did he throw it or did he fumble it off of his head? No, no, no. no. He, it wasn't like a spike or anything, but it was like pulled off and like, yeah, just like it's, put it down. You know, it's just like you take that McCaskies. Yeah, it was it was emphatic. He's like, I'm not getting fired today. I, I'm not leaving. Fuck Andrew. He's losing his bet. <laughs> Actually, no, actually, he held my bet. I actually was correct on the first game. Oh, it was the other way around. It's, okay. Your, your game actually screwed me. Yeah. The, uh, mm. There's a, we'll get into that a little bit later. But mm. yeah, it was about as wonderfully disastrous as I thought. My favorite being the, the coin toss at the beginning of the game where the Lions decided to defer. And then I believe the referee 
asked the the Bears player which way they were going to to receive the ball, and then the Bears player said, "We we choose to defer." And he's like, "No, no, no! You're choosing which way you're getting the ball." Uh, I mean, at, at that moment, you just knew that all hands were on deck for this one. Oh, there was a lot of coin shenanigans yesterday, but uh, yeah, that that was maybe the most entertaining part. Um, before we get into the Raider game, um, not much to say about the Bills. They took care of business. Notable things. Allen threw two interceptions, but four touchdown passes. Tredavious White, uh, he got hurt, non-contact injury. Haven't really seen anything about it yet. I have. Okay, let us let everyone know. I'm going to have to inform you that Tredavious White has suffered a torn ACL. Uh, okay. MRI confirmed, so he is out. He is done, which is a huge blow to this defense. That, that is a, a hell of a, a, a Pro Bowl uh, CB that they lost on their defense. This is just devastating as far as what they wanted to do going forward. And their defense had played, played extremely well last night and have been playing well throughout the season, but that's, that's a killer one. That'll be a handicap and definitely something to look at as we go forward. But um, that that's a terrible loss, but it was good to see players like Knox back for them uh, playing well. Uh, they definitely had missed them in a couple of games. So that was good to see. Um, but yeah, really not much to, to say. I'll be honest. I I petered out by that point. I was already asleep uh, after all that Thanksgiving food. That Raider game was long as, as hell. And after the game ended, uh, my girlfriend had just come home from work and she was like, I'm not watching this <laughs> pretty much. But, and <laughs> like, hours? Uh, like, am I not? Oh, it was so long. I, I was shocked it was still on. Yeah. Uh, they would not let it end. So let's just get into it. Raiders. No one like no one thought they had a shot. I think more people thought the Lions could pull off a win than the Raiders. Yeah. But the Raiders came in, shocked the world. Um, I After a couple weeks, Deshaun Jackson finally is having some impact. He got 101 yards on three receptions. He did the job that we needed him to do uh, to replace Ruggs. Pull up the curtains, basically. And he was able to do that finally for us. The Raiders drew four PIs, which we'll get into penalties in, in a minute here. I'm sure you're going to be happy to go off on this. Uh, but Carr's management of the team was great. Audible to a lot of effective runs. Um, over 130 yards for the day for the team. Uh, Carlson came up super huge. Five field goals, I think it was, or or five kicks at least. Um, Ryan Gunn's going to have to go buy a jersey now. Mm-hmm. He did lose Darren Waller. Um and and look, Dallas, you know, they still put up a lot of points and had they had C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper or both. I don't think we would have won that game, um, but we were able to pull it off. McCarthy also just had some dumb calls too, especially some, you know, classic, classic, you know, calls a dumb timeout. Um, you got to help me with the defensive coordinator for Dallas, but like he got had a lot. Carr oh, had a with them. Yeah. I mean, he just abused, uh, especially even on digs too. Like, uh, there's that that fun Mariota play that we were calling each other for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lined out on the left and then was telling Diggs to come cover him. <laughs> He's getting a little feisty out there. Yeah. Um, but it was a great win for us. I feel like we have life again. We'll see. You know, it's such a Jekyll and Hyde team as we've talked about. But it was nice to see. Like, it was nice to see some life. Yeah, I mean, this is the game that they were kind of playing earlier in the season. This was reminiscent of the Ravens game, maybe less less hectic, 
than that one. I think that one was was even sloppier for both sides. But, dude, um, my friend texted me last night. He said, look, is Hunter Renfro the next Julian Edelman? Because, my God, he was destroying the Cowboys on chain-moving plays. Even had a long 54-yarder at one point, which is really uncharacteristic for him. I mean, eight catches for 134. He was unstoppable yesterday. Um, as you mentioned, Deshaun Jackson stretching the field as he is – uh, known to do, which was really big for just having that element in your offense again after the God, whole rugs debacle. And it really, it really does so much wonder for you. I, I mean, that's the thing about the Raiders. There's certain elements on their offense that I really like that they have that other teams I wish had. I wish some. There are so many teams I wish had a guy like Hunter Renfro just to be able to move the chains, um, having a guy that can be able to stretch the field. Even the running game, you know, wasn't remarkable yesterday. It did enough that right. kept. The, the the kept the Dallas off balance. I mean, there's yep. and it was either Jacobs getting a big run, it was them throwing, you know, trying Trey. to throw the element of surprise with Mariota in there who scored a touchdown. Um, yep. and it, I mean, Car Car's Car was on pace for 5100 yards this season, anyways, and he's gonna he's still on pace with that, especially with the performance yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you played exactly the game that they needed to on offense. They drew a lot of PIs as you mentioned. The I think there's the the familiarity with the scheme in some ways with Gus Bradley running something of an offshoot of the, the cover three as Dan Quinn does, I think helps a lot. And they were just able to attack the DBs all day long. They were relentless in attacking the DBs, which yeah. really, really flustered Dallas. They never got that turnover they were looking for. They were close to getting a fumble on Darren Waller earlier in the game. And McCarthy, yeah. McCarthy never challenged it, which, in my opinion, I don't think they would have gotten anyways. But that clearly no. was a huge momentum swing that never came for them. Yeah, and Dallas just never got that big cha- change of momentum they really were looking for to take over the game. And yeah. the Raiders just staved them off the whole time. It was really, really incredible performance on offense all around. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very good. Um, it's particularly it just under center work by Carr, just changing plays at the right time, changing into a lot of good runs. And like you said, yeah, it wasn't like we were getting five yards a clip or anything, but like we did hit some, you know, to, you know, plus ten yard runs, multiples of those, and that's kind of what I hope for, you know, because like you said, it it just stretches out the defense and makes you know makes them have to do too much, and it opens up what we're you know what we need. But yeah, that the Sean Jackson performance, that's what we really need. That's what gives this offense life. And like we've talked about in the past, when they hit rugs or when they had hit rugs deep or hit a receiver, you know, super deep, even if they get a PI, it just, yeah, well, it won't be the same with Jackson, but like it would just put the fear of God in the other team. But yeah, um, before we move on to some other things though, let's, um, let's wrap up with uh, making sure that we give uh, Sean Hockley his due since this, you know, everyone came oh. to watch him. 28 penalties, Andrew. Um, I know everyone's going to talk about that. And some of those PIs, you know, certainly questionable. I have to say that he was a Raider fan. Not that last one. He never turned his head, which they're always going to call you for that. You can say what you want, but they're always going to call you for that. Uh, 14 penalties apiece, though. So you can't say that it was unfair, you know, towards uh, the Dallas Cowboys or anything. Equal amount of penalties, but far too many penalties. The league should be embarrassed. Uh, but you know what? This is a crew that if you actually go look at their history, Andrew, this is a crew that led by Hockley. If you want to bet on the road team with them, road team covers mm-hmm. most of the time with this crew. 
So that's something we should look at going forward. It's something I've been learning about more and more. I mean, I've heard about it for a long time, but really, especially with Sean Hockley, if he's if he's refereeing, look at the road team. You might make some money on that. So anyway, well, I wish I wish I had known that because that was the last piece of my parlay that didn't go through. Mm-hmm. I took the Cowboys to cover, and that was the only piece of my six part parlay yesterday's action that didn't go through. And honestly. You mentioned to me earlier in the day, you said, well, if you think it's going to go over, then you'd probably think the Cowboys wouldn't cover because that means the Raiders are making plays. Right. And the problem was that my picks were already locked in at that point. But, yeah. So when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, man, you're right. That would have been something I should have thought about. And clearly that bit me in the butt. Otherwise, I would have been rolling if I had that six teamer. But, yeah, that's interesting yeah. you mentioned about Hockley. I mean, look. The dad, his dad was the gun show. I don't know what Sean is yet. He's not, he's not at that, he's not at that status. Well, he thinks people are there to see him, you know, exactly. But he's, he doesn't have Joe West. He's not the stud. He's not the stud his dad is yet. So I can't. Yeah. Really. I I, I I just don't see the appeal, but no good. It's only there to see him. Yeah. He's got that holster ready. I just, yeah, that game in the Detroit game had so many penalties. It was just ugly on both sides. I, I really, I, I just I the egotism of of calling every other holding or PI under the sun just yeah it's just not it's not a good product to watch never has been I will say it, it, the NBA is doing a little bit of rule changes we can talk about that another day and I kind of like you know everyone seems pretty happy with those changes yeah it there is a little it does feel like there's too many PI calls and it's a little it's a little annoying um, holding you know. It's tough because, like, it, yeah, holding is a little tough, but yeah, it, it does feel like we've been getting a lot of, a lot of, um, we have some bad crews now. We really do. I mean, I remember growing up, I'd complain about refereeing too, but like, if looking back, it wasn't that bad compared to what we have now. Like, these crews are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to watch for. But uh, I definitely want to, um, we have a lot to catch up on, man. So we wanted to do a little bit of a looking at the playoffs since we are entering week 12 here. And we wanted to do a little for real Fugazi playoff leaders edition. So I'm going to give you a couple names and you're going to tell me if they're for real or Fugazi. All right. Mm-hmm. For real or Fugazi, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to say they're still for real in terms of winning the division. Uh, they... I've uh, been here, done that. They've figured out something, at least on defense, that's worked for them. Uh, moving Chris Jones back into the middle of the defensive line has been huge for them. Offensively, they're still kind of out of sorts at, at times. They didn't do too much against Dallas last week yeah. but at home. But they're still they're doing enough to win ballgames, and I think they just have enough veteran presence that they're going to be able to figure it out as far as their division goes. As far as contenders, that's another question. But again. Maybe experience shows in the playoffs. I, I still respect them, and I still think that they're the team to beat in the AFC West. I mean, they're even when they were down, I still thought, well, they're having trouble, but if they figure out one or two things, they're going to be fine. I still think they're for real, and I just think they're the, they're they're the standards in the AFC West. Uh, there's a lot of gays for me. Um, you know, if the Chargers beat them. Yeah, they are in a really bad spot. Um, and like you said, look, they have a lot of playoff experience, so that could be very, very helpful. However, they just 
don't seem to have the right kind of pieces right now. Like their line still sucks. Um, it seems like people know how to play them a little bit and they don't, you'd pointed out a couple weeks ago and I agree to an extent, but I think you're fundamentally right. Like that Sammy Watkin piece or that kind of player that can get you in the middle of the field or kind of move the chains a little bit. They don't really seem to have that, you know, they have to hit Kelsey or Tyreek to really score or move things. And, you know, if, they get a bad matchup, right? Say a team like the Colts or I don't know, you know, they're kind of in trouble. But um, another thing though, you could say about them is they don't really, uh, people aren't really talking about them as much right now. They kind of don't really have that target on their back. So they definitely have an opportunity to kind of sneak, you know, sneak by. But I also don't think people are that scared of them anymore either. So there's a little fugaze with them, but I'm not like going to sit here and say, you know, hundred percent fugazi. Um, yeah 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 there's a little smoke and mirrors with them my 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 only issue with the chargers is that i don't know if they could they could pile up enough wins to threaten them could they beat them again yeah. at home absolutely but i also just don't know if they're going to be able to stack wins enough like kansas city might at, at when it's all said and done that's kind of my only issue my only concern um down the stretch mm-hmm. for sure for sure yeah. all right for real for Gazi, andrew tennessee titans is there a middle category? Because I just, I, I really am so torn on this damn team. They refuse to show up against the doldrums of the league and then play their best against <laughs> the best of the t- competition. It's ridiculous. It's like, if it's a top 10 team, yeah, they'll, they'll roll out and look great. They play a team that's shouldn't even be quite frankly, if a team could be relegated, which they've played several of those teams this year <laughs> and yet still find a way to bubble against it. It's maddening. Um, I, as far as being a playoff team, they're for real, obviously. I mean, they already, they're already eight and three. It would take a mammoth collapse for this to not work out. I do worry about them not having Julio Jones, uh, AJ Brown being banged up. I mean, their offense is just getting torn apart by injuries that's they're getting decimated by injuries and it's really their defense that's keeping them in it which is just hilarious considering what their problems were coming to the season but (laughs) i think brable's just gonna have i mean again we've we've been talking about brable being head coaching head coach of the year candidate and i mean he's been proving himself so far so i think they're gonna figure out a way to win enough games that they'll obviously be a playoff team but as far as like a contender I just don't know. The, the attrition is starting to wear on them. It depends. It really depends if they get Henry back in the playoffs. If that yeah. happens, then that might do enough for them that they'll be able to make a run. But right yeah. now, I'm as far as a contender, I'm going to say they're Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Totally understand that. I'm going to go ahead and say they're for real. And the reason why I say that is they already beat the Colts twice. So they, I know they lost to the Texans, but it's the Texans. I'm not worried about that. You, now you get the Patriots. That's a tough one, but Vrabel's had a lot of success against them. So we'll see. I, I will talk about that matchup in a bit, but you know, you get the Jags. I like, I still like them there. Uh, you get the Steelers, you know, this is, that's a Fugazi as it gets as a team. 49ers, super Fugazi. You get the Dolphins and the Texans again. So they have a very reasonable schedule down the stretch where they can squeak out just enough wins, right? Maybe even to buy themselves a first round buy, maybe. Because the AFC is just really ravaged at the top, you know, throughout the whole conference. Uh, so they have a shot here. Um, now, like you said, 
for them to be a real contender, they got to get Henry back. But imagine that they do get that first round by right mm-hmm. now you, you might get Henry back and like, he's re- going to be, I know he had the, you know, the, uh, was a knee injury or was it ankle? What uh, was it? Uh, it was his foot, a foot, right. The foot yeah. thing. But other than that, he's had rest, right? So imagine you get that back. You get every, you know, hopefully you have one of those receivers back. That is a super dangerous team especially coaching wise, like they're going to, they're going to be good, you know, match up pretty well with most people. I don't know. I really like the Titans here, but you're right. It is super frustrating because they'll lose to the shitty teams and like, watch, (laughs) they're going to spoil everyone's parlays and bets next week uh, against the Patriots. So, all right. For real or Fugazi, Andrew Dallas Cowboys. If we're getting the Mike McCarthy special every week, I'm going Fugazi. Look, this team has so much potential on offense. Now they've heard um, they've had injuries against their receiver set with CD mm-hmm. lamb and Amari Cooper, which clearly affected them yesterday. Yeah. Uh, not being able to get that separation really hurt them. I mean, I like Cedric Wilson. I like <clears throat> Dalton Schultz. I like some of their other guys, of course, but they're secondary pieces. And the thing is, they can't really seem to do all the things they want to in offense right now. I don't think it's Dak's fault. I don't think Dak was the problem no, no, by no. any way, shape, or form. It's yeah. really about their offensive line getting any sort of semblance of push up front. Tyron Smith coming back yesterday was good for them, but um, it, it just seems very like some of the right things have to go right for them. Like Again, like I was saying yesterday, they didn't get any turnovers on defense, and then their defense yeah. got absolutely shredded. If those don't happen, then what's going to happen with them controlling the game or, you know, they, they at one point, did they lead at all yesterday? I don't think they led once, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, they never led during the game. And uh, just to add to, um, sorry, before I go. Yeah, you're right. They, they never led. Yeah. So for me, it's like conditions have to go the right way. I mean, when they're on, they're on, they look really good. Mm-hmm. But when they, when things don't go well and either coaches can, do some sort of mismanagement against them or they can create some sort of exploit on their, on their secondary or be able to force the run game to be shut down and, and sort of bracket the receivers. I just don't really see them making a deep playoff run. I mean, they can, this is an easy division for them to win and they should win the division, but I really worry about them strategically just being outmatched in the playoffs again. And that's kind of why I'm leaning Fugazi on them right now mm. i'm gonna go the other way i'm actually for real and the reason why i say that is they have a lot of injuries amari yeah. cooper lamb now particularly on defense we didn't talk about this earlier they generated zero pass rush Carr mm. had all damn day to do what he wanted to do and he he cut them up obviously right and and watching and being a raider fan there was a bunch of drops or just receivers you know didn't finish routes or ran the wrong route stuff like that that happened where there's a you know there's a couple uh there's at least one field goal that should have been a touchdown okay so it could have been worse for the cowboys yeah what i'm trying to say lawrence and gregory are both an ir that's that's terrible now if they can get these guys back they're for real and that's why i'm kind of buying into it like and and yes right now they're not looking so so hot but they are in a division where they can take care of business. Um, I'm not really scared of the Eagles. We'll talk about them later. But 
I think right now it's not so much. I, and I, I agree the code, they're at a disadvantage in coaching and they will be in every <laughs> playoff game. However, they just have so much talent that I, I'm kind of, I'm buying into that. But for me, they're more uh, on the for real side. All right, last one, and then we'll go ahead and do our week 12 lines. For real or Fugazi, Buffalo Bills. Uh, look, I mean, I'm, I, I, I really like when they, they show up. Like last night, they showed up against the Saints. They beat, they browbeat them. And that was even with a couple of mistakes by Josh Allen um, throwing back-to-back picks. They still were able to do whatever they wanted for the most part, and their defense looked great. The Tredavious White injury is, is killer. I I still like them to win their division, even with the Patriots red hot on their trails. I, I, I just think they have enough resources to get it done. I want to believe that they're going to find a way to win and still make a difference in the playoff run as well. Even with all these things that are going wrong for them, I still feel like they're going to be able to piece together enough on both sides of the ball to be able to win a playoff game, maybe two playoff games. I just, I, I mean, I, my concerns are with their lack of a running game, which they're trying to figure out. They tried using Matt Breida yesterday, which was okay. Uh, but they haven't really figured anything out as far as any balance on offense, which I'm wondering, again, at some point they're going to have to start implementing. Really, it's going to come down to them and their ma- matchups with the Patriots, obviously. Those are still looming large in the second half of the season. But I I still like them enough. Again, I have to keep going with it because I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I've had some I've had some so I mean I've had some concerns here and there, but I've also seen when they play well, they play really, really well. And I really like what they do all, all together when they're both functioning as a unit. Um so I've I'm still with them. There are there are some things that make me hesitate and um nervous particularly with Josh Allen uh, and here and there at times he, he still decides to be a bucking Bronco. Um, but I still think they can corral enough of their problems and be able to fix them going down the stretch. Can I get uh can I get waiting room by Fugazi right now and uh, get that baseline going? Cause uh, Fugazi, I uh, not buying the bills. Uh, mm. That first week one, I've remember asking you, are we sure the bills are good? And, all that, and then they, you know, they riff through everybody, but I, they, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't buy into it. Josh Allen is obviously super good, but like, you can, you can, he threw two picks, and if the Saints had any semblance of an offense yesterday, and it's sad because they have a super good defense, you know. I know yeah. the, I know the score mm-hmm. shows otherwise. They have a great defense. If they could put up any offense, that game is totally different, right? Mm-hmm. But they have no offense, you know, and those six points just came from junk time. Really, they could only get six points in junk time. Um, so I just, you know, I think Allen can be had a little bit. The running game has been a concern for both of us throughout the season. Um, and you, you're right. Brita had a nice game. Um, I think that mostly had to do with the fact that <laughs> the Saints defense was out there all damn day. Yeah. Um, so I'm not buying the running game. Now, White being out is kind of like that nail, that last nail. That's a huge loss. Now you're getting the Patriots, you know, this this next four weeks, Andrew, is rough. Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots again. Yeah. That's a rough slate. And I, the Panthers are not a good team either, but defensively, they're going to cause some problems. Sure. And if Cam Newton can get it going, um, 
you know, that could be that could be a really that could be a tough matchup for for Buffalo. Um, and that's at that's uh, that's at home. But um, ah, that Patriots are going to be really tough for them. That defense is savage. Mac Jones is starting to really play well. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm buying the Patriots to win the division. I know that probably sounds crazy, but I'm buying them to win it. Um, I just like what I see. It's classic Belichick suck the first four weeks, rest of the season, kick ass, look like, you know what you're doing. It's just classic, classic Belichick. I'm just, I just have concerns about Buffalo. Will they make the playoff? Definitely. But I don't know. There's just something about that team. I just don't, I just don't buy it. Uh, any, anything you want to add to that before we move to the lines? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. They still have to do the head to heads against the Patriots, which didn't obviously go well for, for New England last year. They got routinely beat up last, Mm -hmm. last year, but I don't imagine that being the thing here. I think playing in Foxborough with a full stadium again, is going to be a really interesting test for Buffalo. If they can go in there and win that game, I think that's, that'll, that'll do it for them. But yeah, this Mm -hmm. stretch is, is extremely crucial. Um, and I thought they'd have maybe a win or two more when they went into that Bucks game, but yeah. now it's 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 starting to look. I don't know if I'd call it a must-win, but it's definitely one of those like they it would really help them out if they didn't drop that game. I uh, you know what? So the one benefit they do get is they get the Patriots at home the first the first time, mm-hmm. and that's definitely a must-win just because of they gotta obviously they want that first win just to. I forget the phrase for the word for it, but obviously for playoff ramifications, it's really important. And then, like you said, with the Bucks, I think that is very much a, a must win because that's definitely a potential Super Bowl preview, right? Yeah. Um, so you got to have that one or at least play really, really well so that when you see them the next time, you know, things go a little different. But yeah, th- this next four weeks is tough. Um, all right, let's get into what we love to do the most, Andrew. NFL Week 12 lines, all lines are by Bet Online AG. The Chiefs and Cardinals are on bye this week, Andrew. Let's start with the Chris Berman primetime block. I'll uh, I'll let you go ahead and take first dibs on all these, starting with Buccaneers at Colts, Bucks minus three over under 53 and a half. What you got? Let's get the Jonathan Taylor train rolling, baby. I love it. Uh, yeah. This is a really wonderful time of year for the Colts. I mean, they've come back all the way from their um, really slow start and have finally broken 500. They get a really interesting matchup here at home against the Buccaneers, which is actually perfect timing. I do think that the Buccaneers on offense can maybe make some things happen, but I do think that they're going to be actually struggle in their run defense against the Colts, which it's hard to say that because traditionally the Buccaneers just do not give anything up to any running back whatsoever. But I think this Colts offensive line has been playing so well that I think they're actually going to be able to push some guys around on the defensive line for the, for the Bucks, And yeah. as long as they don't make Carson Wentz do too much, which honestly, I mean, he's look, I've, I've made fun of him. We've made fun of him. Everyone's made fun of him. The guy's thrown three picks on the year, which is kind of remarkable. Honestly, the fact that he hasn't made more mistakes, he's tried, trust me. I've watched him. He's he, you think <laughs> like he's doing all the things that Josh Allen would do 10 times a game. And yeah. it's maddening sometimes, but Point being is that they're making enough plays on offense. I mean, they they just move the ball with such fluidity, and I think that's going to be a problem for the Buccaneers and in Indianapolis. I really think they're going to be able to do a lot and kind of execute their game plan, even with some of the matchups, like I said, across the defensive and offensive line. 
Um, I, I mean, I'm feeling the Colts. I, I really think that they're going to be able to win this game and not just cover. I mean, they really do think they're going to win this game. I am going under, though. I don't think there's actually going to be as many points as I would think. I think there there's going to be maybe slightly less just because I think the Colts defense is really good. I think they're going to punch the ball out. They're going to get turnovers. They're going to make Brady uncomfortable. And I think that's going to show on Sunday. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I was thinking this was going to be a real frisky pick, but I don't think it is. I think, unfortunately, it might be a little bit consensus. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think Colts win and cover. I like the under as well. Tampa just seems a little bit too hobbled right now, and and um, I'm seeing that Vita Vea should be playing, but he has a hurt knee. So I think they're just catching the Bucks at a good time right now. Uh, maybe that couple weeks down the road, not so much, but they're catching them at a good time. Um it just feels like a bad matchup for the Bucks this weekend, mm-hmm. and they've been struggling the past three weeks. I know they won last uh, last weekend, but um, they just they seem like they've they've been just roughing it through right now just because of those injuries. Um, what I would like to see is a repeat of last week as far as Wentz get 20 attempts at passing, Jonathan Taylor plus 30 carries. If we're seeing that next weekend, I think they're gonna take care of business. So I'm with you. I really like the Colts as well. Um, anything else you want to add to this before we move on? I, I just, I really can't wait to see Quinn Nelson on Via Vea. Like <laughs> that's going to be one of my favorite matchups of the day. I really, I, I love, I cannot, like, I'm actually really jacked for the line lineup matchup for, for the defensive line of the bucks and the offensive line of the Colts. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, de- it's definitely cage match style. I just wish yeah. the bucks were a little healthier. Yeah. Uh, I would, you know, now, I would love to, I'm with you if it were both sides were, you know, pretty much everybody was there, but I definitely, I like the Colts to, to win both lines of scrimmage. And like you said, I think Patriots are sorry, not Patriots. I think uh, Brady's going to be getting pressured quite a bit and that's going to be the key, right? You got to get him. You got to get him off his rhythm. You got to get him off script. Yeah. Um, that's the key. All right. Steelers at Bengals. Bengals minus four and a half over under 45. What you got? <laughs> so, um, after watching my heart attack of a game last week against the Steelers team, um, the thing that stood out to me is they obviously were not full, he- fully healthy on defense. Like they struggled to do anything against Herbert. They were running around chasing people. They were gassed by the end of the game. The only one that was doing anything was Cameron Hayward. Um, yeah. they were just gassed. They're getting Minka Fitzpatrick back and they probably are getting TJ Watt back for this game, which is huge. They're getting their big guys back for this, this game. Look, I'm not a fan of the Steeler team in terms of their offensive scheme and how they're playing. I will admit Ben looked great last week. Um, quite frankly, I was shocked by some of the throws he was making. Yeah, that was um, a little odd. I was I was very I was very surprised by by some of the production they were getting out of that. I it would not surprise me if the Steelers just rolled into Cincinnati and and won this game handily. I I don't know what it is, but they find ways to do this, even when they look really average or mediocre over a stretch of period of time. I mean, they tied the Lions and they lost in Los Angeles again in a game they quite frankly should not have been in, um, besides the fact that the Chargers charger all the time. But I I just I don't know. I, I have this weird feeling the Steelers are gonna pull this one off and they're gonna be able to not only cover mm-hmm. but win. Like they're going into Cincinnati and they know how important this game is. And Tomlin just has a knack for getting the most out of his guys when he needs them to. 
And I think they understand how desperate they are to get a win in the AFC North. I, I just have this weird feeling that they're going to do things against Burrow. They're going to make him uncomfortable. And on offense, they're going to do just enough to get enough points to squeak by. So crazy enough, I'm taking the Steelers. And I'm actually taking mm-hmm. the under on this one. I, Ballsy. I, really I, like should, I, I really shouldn't, but I feel like I just I have this weird feeling. No, no, I like it. I like it. I like those. I like those weird gut feelings. Um, I think your gut needs to go see a doctor because I got the opposite. Give me the bangles and the over. <laughs> um, it's we talked about this you know, a little off air. It is nut crunching time. The AFC North. It is <laughs> fucking Rocky four right now at the end. You know, it, it's 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 a fight. Uh, all these teams play each other towards the end of the season here. Uh, the Bengals can legitimately make and complete in the playoffs this year. But if they want to do that, they got to finish off this, the Steelers team. They got to finish them off. This is going to be a super tough matchup, no doubt about it. But four of the five Steelers wins came against teams I believe won't even make the playoffs this year. So Burrow, Mixon, Chase, they got to outmatch the Steelers. And the Bengals defense, they need to show out too. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I get what you're saying. Ben's been looking a little better. There seems to be a little bit of life in Pittsburgh. I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching and just the young players developing there. Yeah. But if the Bengals really want to do some things this year or honestly in the future, they need to finish off the Steelers. That's that's what I would be betting on this weekend. Yeah. I want to see Joe Mixon get 100 yards. Yeah. He needs he needs to play well in this game. Look, they got killed by, by Austin Eckler last week. Joe Mixon needs to have a big game. I really yeah. do believe that. If they want to win. Yeah, absolutely. They, they gotta, they really got to get mixing. Yeah. They got to focus on mixing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Chargers at Broncos chargers minus three over under 47 and a half. What'd you got? This game has really taken a turn in my mind, not because of just recent um, activity, but because at the beginning of the season, I straight up said they were going to lose this game in Denver for one reason, Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley is the disciple of, of his scheme. He coached in Denver. They're very familiar with one another. They're, they, their tendencies. In fact, Fangio came out in the press conference this week and said, our defenses are very similar. Like they, they play extremely similar. I think the strengths on both defenses are different. I think that Denver has a better secondary and they're able to play that too high safety shell pretty well on the boundary as well. And I think that the chargers have a better front seven. So it's kind of different in that respect, but they do play schematically. They're very similar. I mean, there's going to be a lot of chess matching on defense on both sides this whole game. Mm-hmm. I actually feel confident in in San, and um, in the Chargers' ability to actually get this done on the road because they actually play better on the road. They, quite frankly, have not mm-hmm. played very well at home. A lot of weird things happen at home. On the road, they actually play a lot better. They're a lot more focused. They don't make as many mistakes as far as like mental or with turnovers. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to try their best to get uh, Herbert to roll out and, and do just kind of let him take over the game this week as he did against the Steelers last week. Um, and I think they make enough plays on defense against this kind of rather shaky offense for the for the Broncos um, to make a difference. I really I, I feel confident in their ability to win this game on the road, even though it is the um, disciple versus the master, which. I thought it would be the difference. I actually think the the harder game is going to be uh, later in the month in December when yeah. the Broncos come home, because like I said, for some reason, the Chargers just don't play well in LA, but on the road, I'm taking them. 
And I am going to say over slightly, like mm. 49 points. So a yeah. total in this game. So I'm going to say slightly over. Yeah, that SoFi couch is rough, bro. But uh, everybody yeah. loves playing in Denver. I, you know, I love getting my Hilton at uh, at Denver, snagging two wins every year. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers have felt like a really shaky, shaky team. Like they get their pizza at Shakey's. But the Broncos are so pathetic. We've been on that since day one. You know, even though we're not paid to do this, we've been on that. And they're they're ready for their countdown uh, to Cancun. Broncos offense just too anemic to cover three points for me. So um, give me the Chargers. I like the under here. I just I just don't think the Broncos can put up enough points to break 47 and a half, get to mm. 48. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're in agreement here. The Chargers should take care of business. Three, three points seems like a lot. It doesn't seem like very much to give to the Broncos. What would you, how many points would you take until you would go take the Broncos just for fun? How many points would you have to get? I, honestly, if it was slightly higher, maybe like four or five. I think I, I would take like five. I would take five. five. Yeah. I, I think don't think I would take good. four, but I'd take five. Yeah. 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 I think okay. five. I think five would be a good one. Um, just because, mm-hmm. I mean, the Chargers just, they they play a lot of one possession games. Like that's just, that's their MO this year. They're very, every game, mm-hmm. they're, they're in every game this year, um, except for the Ravens game. That was the only one that they were completely just outmatched. But, yeah. and well, I guess the Patriots game too. But the the thing I think they just yeah I would like to see some more consistency across the board from this team, but I I think they're still figuring things out. And if they get this win, they're seven and four and they're right on the Chiefs' heels. And I, the Broncos may also, I mean they also have a huge matchup against Kansas City on Sunday night the next week. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of their make and break. Like okay, is your season going to be alive or is it going to be dead next week kind of game? So the Chargers I think are going to take care of business on the road and make sure they're back to being um, in good standing in the division. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. All right. The last one on the Chris Berman special Rams at Packers Rams minus one and a half over under 47. What you got? Fascinating game. I actually really, really like green Bay at home here. Um, I know Aaron Jones isn't going to be playing, but I really love AJ Dillon a lot. I think he's going to have a really big game for, mm-hmm. for the Packers. He's coming on, yeah. He's coming on. I really like him a lot. Uh, I tried to get him in fantasy this year. I got the guy right before me. He snapped, snapped him up. Um, but I I just I like how Green Bay has played on defense for the most part this year. Uh, I yeah. think they 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 control well on offense. They don't make a lot of dumb plays. They run the ball effectively. They got good line play. They got their weapons back. Aaron is dealing with the toe, but I don't think he really has to do that much in this game, to be honest. I think the Aaron Rodgers is finally having a team that I think helps him. Finally, yeah. he's finally getting the help he needs, because quite frankly, I think there's been some games he hasn't been amazing in this year, which he hasn't had to be like the Seattle game. I remember he wasn't very good in, but uh, coming off the covid yeah. um, list. And I mean, I, I just I think last week he was great, but the defense let him down. But I, I think in general, the, this Green Bay team, I really feel good about. I don't feel about good about the Rams being outside of L.A. and on this on the road with how their offense is right now. I don't think it's built. For this weather, I don't think it's built for the scheme. I don't think it's really mm-hmm. in the place it wants to be right now. I think if maybe in a month it could be, but right now it's it's kind of a bad it's bad timing for the Rams to go to the Packers right now. I really feel pretty good about the Packers winning, covering, and 
probably doing the under. They're doing a lot more. Of the, they're, the game the Packers want to play is a lot more uh, defensive-minded than it was in the in the past. I think they're actually yeah. wanting it to be low-scoring. So I actually going to take the under here at home, but they win. They control the game easily for most of it. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't find the Rams very threatening anymore. Yeah, uh, their running game super weak. We we had a discussion about that off offline, but I just uh, I think they're no one's afraid of that running game. Stafford's shine is kind of worn off, and he seems like he might be hurt or just maybe just kind of back to the means from earlier in the season. But yeah, give me the Packers as well. I think they're gonna win. You know, pretty. You know, they're gonna be in control of this game. I think, especially at home. We'll see. You know how. We'll see how it is right now. ESPN saying 36 degrees, but we'll see. You know, it is late, late November. Um, uh, I like the over here, but I mean, generally, yeah, I, I like the I like the Packers here. And they're kind of feeling like late uh, 90s Broncos with Elway a little bit where Elway mm. was, you know, he was still Elway, but obviously he was getting older and not like his, you know, prime years, but better team around him. Right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of reminds me a little bit of that. So. Um, that'll be kind of interesting to watch as the season goes on, uh, before we move on to bridge to nowhere, anything you want to add on that? I, I, yeah, no, I, I think that's a great comparison. I really feel like they're that similar vein of, of Elway Broncos. And I, I think we're seeing that more and more, at least that's the the trend that a lot of quarterbacks want to have. And I think why they feel the desperation to have a better team around them, you know, Brady, obviously yeah. Russ feels that way. And he hasn't been yeah. playing very well this year, but when he doesn't play well, I mean, look, the, the, the wheels fall off in Seattle. Um, there's there's a lot of cases where I think quarterbacks just have that. They understand that the clock's ticking and they don't have the resources or the physical makeup to do it um, yeah. as they once were able to. And I think it's important to have that team building mindset with how you're able to sort of help and assist yeah. your your franchise quarterback so yeah I, I think that's a great comparison honestly i i, I should i was gonna say that actually so nice all right bridge to nowhere this one could easily be in the chris berman special but mm. who knows titans at patriots patriots minus six and a half over under 44 what you got quite frankly i'm surprised it wasn't in the special because you know what uh despite everything i was saying about how iffy i am on this titans team I am straight up taking them in this game because I think Mike Frable is going to do some weird, weird things in this game to make Mac Jones really uncomfortable. And I actually think that line is ridiculous. Six and a half, I think, is actually way too much for me. Uh, mm. it, it should be like three, in my opinion. I yeah. feel that I'm, I'm feeling this Titans team a lot. I know they've had, like I said, they have a ton of injuries on offense. I don't like the fact that they just played like that against the Texans, but they do these weird things where they play very well against top mm-hmm. competition and i know mike Vrabel very much wants to go into to foxborough and beat belichick again and prove his worth so i i actually crazy enough feel pretty good about the titans in this game from a schematic standpoint they're going to be able to pressure they're going to get um they're going to get mac jones off his spot i think on offense i don't know if they're going to run the ball if they're going to do a shorter media pass game they're going to try to make this as ugly as possible and i think mm. I'm actually taking the under on this game. I, I This is a very interesting matchup from a coaching perspective. And I actually feel Definitely. like the Titans, I feel like the Titans are going to take this game. I, again, I shouldn't feel that way after last week and mm-hmm. what's been going on recently at all. But I just think Vrabel is going to be able to come up with something that's going to really set the tone early on in this game. 
Yeah, I while I agree the line feels high and Rabel has had a lot of success and obviously we're big fans of his. The Patriots are on a five-game win streak covering the spread right now. Titans have a lot of injuries. I'm still buying the Titans like we talked about earlier, just not this week. Give me the Patriots mm-hmm. in the over. Um, this definitely feels like one where I think a lot of people want to go Titans, but I just, you know, I just think right now, this week, I like the Patriots. Uh, just... I got the opposite feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's I mean, and, I, and that's fair. The Patriots have been molly whopping teams lately. They I think their closest margin of victory is what? 17 points against the Chargers. Yeah, like <laughs> in the last five weeks, I think they've just been absolutely eviscerating teams as of late. So yeah. I, I totally understand that. I just this this variable matchup is very strange. It is. It yeah. is. I just don't think he's got the horses right now. And I sure. just think Belichick has his team playing about, you know, has him playing the way he wants him playing right now. So just really like it. This one, I'll, I'll start us off. Eagles at Giants. Eagles oh. minus three over under 55 and a half. This is a kind of bridge, perfect bridge to nowhere game. Neither team's good. All the Philly fanfare is totally ridiculous, Andrew. However... The Giants feel like an NBA lottery team right now and ready to clean house. Uh, look, we already gave our sermon for the Clapper offline, and he's gone now. Freddie Kitchens is in. So what kind of culinary shenanigans we're going to see this Sunday? I don't know. But give me the Eagles in the under. Yeah, we already lit the candles that had the seance for the Clapper. Um, now, I'm wondering, right, do we let Fr- – <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's another sad passing, unfortunately of the league to just let the clapper walk away again real real <laughs> missed opportunity but i i Princeton feel like, wants to sue <laughs> um let freddie cook let's see um well, i can't i absolutely cannot wait to see how this goes um i mean you you talk about one of the greatest one-two transitions in offensive history <laughs> freddie kitchens i mean you could not have scripted it better i i I could not believe when I read that headline. Oh. I forgot that he was an assistant coach, and I think I thought about it early in this offseason, but I gave it no validity or thought. And then is, there, happened, is there a magazine like The Onion, but for sports only? Like, God. Oh, got to be. Um, yeah, this game's walking straight into the San Francisco fog, but I think that the the Eagles, I mean, look, I'll give the Eagles credit. They're running the, the damn ball. Finally, they've been running the ball down people's throats. They know they at least seem to have an identity on offense, whether it's an offense that always works. That remains to be seen. Obviously, their semblance of a pass game is not really there right now, but it doesn't have to be because, again, they're doing what is making their team win. And they actually know their strength on offense. So yeah. with that in mind, I think they're going to take care of that against the Giants because this team is so listless. It's so uninspired. It's so many bad contracts that are just <laughs> littered across the entire roster this entire organization has to get cleaned out john mara needs to be held accountable for all this i can't believe i haven't heard his name once this whole week it's oh, driving me it's driven me nuts because it's like why is gelman still around why is joe judge my friend I mean, says when you need him yeah no yeah. i mean joe judge is probably as good as gone at the end of the season there's no way he survives this um no. i just yeah this this to me I just I see the Eagles taking care of business. This game is going to be ugly as hell, but I think the Eagles do enough. Um, and give me the under. I, I yeah. just don't really. I'm not really looking forward to seeing this. 
Maybe yeah. except for except for kitchen shenanigans. I really want to see what he tries to call an offense with Danny Dimes. God. <sighs> All right, let's get the next two quickly here. Panthers at Finns. Panthers minus two and a half over under 41 and a half. I'm feeling frisky, Andrew. Give me the Finns on the under here. I don't really have much to say other than just, I think the Panthers are not that good. And the Finns kind of they have a little life. They've been playing a little bit better. So give me the Finns here. This is to me, this is a coin flip game. I, I, I really, I want to take the Panthers. I want to like them more. I think they're just a year off from figuring themselves out. If they had a, if they knew who their quarterback was going into the season, I think yeah. this team would be a lot better. That's the problem is they've kind of had this, this halfway change point. Look, Cam Newton's been playing really well since he came back and I'm really happy for him. He's not the long-term answer. And I think he, I'm not sure if he, whether he believes that or not. I'm sure he thinks he's going to be around for a while. But the Panthers just need to figure themselves out from a roster standpoint. They're they're still frisky. I I I think this game comes down to like a last second field goal. Yeah. I was going to take them, but honestly, I'm going to have to change my mind. I think this Dolphins team's playing really really well on defense, which has been a big key. I think Flores finally has the defense playing the way he wants them to, and yeah. I think they they do enough on offense to get it done. Uh, I'm feeling that the I don't actually I, I think that the Dolphins definitely cover and win here and I also think I'm gonna say oh man that over under is evil I I feel like it's gonna clear it just by like half a point like it's <laughs> gonna be somehow it's gonna be like 42 uh, so I'm gonna take like the slide over but yeah I'm feeling the Dolphins in this one too nice okay yeah all right the ultimate Fugazi bowl Vikings at 49ers, 49ers minus three over under 49. Andrew, what am I missing here? I'm not a believer in the Vikings and Cousins, but I'm an even less of a believer in the 49ers. Vikings have covered 60% of their games. How are the 49ers favorite, dude? Give me the Vikes in the over. I love it. Well, uh, I checked the time of the game, and it's not at 10 a.m., so that is my first concern. But oh. uh, that that is that's <laughs> – no. Look, this – I mean, as much as I love watching Kirk Cousins throw up hospital balls, um, I just I'm not sure which which thing I'm I'm looking at here because there's there's so many so much volatility on the Vikings offense. The 49ers, I mean, have been playing better lately, but of course, I also think they've been beating up on pretty well a mediocre competition and then b competition that is just out of sorts, which was the that Rams game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only thing I really like about the 49ers is how they're using Debo Samuel. I love Debo Samuel. Oh. He, no one talk. I don't think people talk about him enough. I, oh, I really think so he's good. Been, he's been awesome this year. I he's he's such a weapon. But oh yeah, uh, the the Vikings. Yeah, I, strangely enough, I mean this this almost screams like again. This is like some sort of shaky's nonsense going on at the end of the game. Like oh something, yeah. Some, somebody somebody is just gonna flub it away. This is like I, a. He's London Fox special or latte. This is like of all the games this week, this is the one I don't want to pick. But if you had if you had to have a story, because I just I don't know. Is it going to be Kirk? Is it going to be Jimmy G? Which one's going to throw the the Supreme special uh, platitude interception at the end of the game? I'm going to London Fog just for the hell of it, Andrew. I can't. I uh, the fog machine's rolling hard on this one. I I I. I guess I'll take the Vikings. I really don't like it. <laughs> I begrudgingly take the Vikings. 
I can't. I don't like it, but I'll take them. Some money and bet this and game. <laughs> and I'll see. I'll and I'll see Shanahan fawningly looking after Kirk, thinking about how much he wanted him oh. the whole time. So I guess I'll, I'll have that to look forward to. I guess. Yeah. All right. Last meaningful game. Browns at Ravens. Ravens minus three and a half over under 45 and a half. I think this is simple, Andrew. Lamar Jackson's a stud. And no matter what the situation this year, the Browns, um, well, no matter the situation this year, he's he can do it right. He can yeah. win. He can he can make things happen. The Browns feel like a team on the verge of a spiral and spiraling out of the playoff picture. Weirdly, the Browns and Ravens see each other again in two weeks. The Ravens, I think, have a bye and then they play. Uh, the Browns again, or it's the other way around. Hmm. But Ravens really need to win these games now for divisional purposes. Like we mentioned earlier, all the AFC North, they're all playing each other now. Now, they've only played the Bengals so far in division, and they lost that game. So it's really important that they, you know, start off right here and win this one. Uh, it's 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 crunch time, the AFC North. But give me the Ravens in the over. Yeah, I, I mean... Would it surprise me if the Browns make this extremely competitive throughout? No, because I think Stefanski's a damn good head coach, and he finds ways to. I mean, they beat up. I think they they ran over the Ravens in um, Baltimore last year, if I'm not mistaken. But this time around, yeah, I, I really like watching Baltimore at home. Yeah, and I really think Lamar, as you said, he's he's just figuring it out. He's he's had he, he no matter how many injuries there's been across the board for this team on offense, he's figured out a way to make it work. And I think they're going to do the same thing here. I just, I don't, I don't like where Baker's at mentally. I don't like where he's at physically. That's a huge handicap for them. This mm-hmm. is not the matchup where they can exploit the secondary of the Ravens. That's my biggest thing. Cause that's been their weakness. And I don't think they're going to do it. Quite frankly, they're going to try and run. Yeah. I don't think you can. And now hunt comes back, which is great. You know, they have cream hunt and they have Nick Chubb, but I don't think they're going to get away with just running the ball for five, six yards a clip this game because the Ravens no. aren't dumb. The Ravens aren't dumb. They're not going to let them do that. No, I, 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 and so for me, yeah, I, I feel I'm feeling pretty good about the Ravens winning and covering here. I think the Browns give it a, a hell of a shot. and They're going to be really, really feisty, but I think the Ravens control the game for the most part. That game in two weeks, maybe the Browns take that one back. I see this Browns team winning nine and eight, going nine and eight, and that yeah, is like just that's, fr- right. that's like fringe, fringe, fringe playoff yeah. run. But that's that's the problem though. I think they're going to be losing some of these key matchups. And I think this is one of them. I, I don't really see them coming out. I think Ravens cover. And I oof, I guess the under slightly. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, last thing before we move on to Montezuma, Montezuma special. Um, you know, I, I think Lamar Jackson has never been more impressive. This is his best year in the NFL and even better than the MVP year. Because I think he's had way more challenges and way more uh, obstacles, way more um, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, not cha- not just challenges, but um, anyway, he look he's just he's just really impressed me. His passing has gotten much better, um, and he's doing it with less, right? Like that MVP year, I think he had everything going for him. Mm-hmm. This year, he's had every excuse to not put up a good record and he has right and i know he still needs to play more he needs to win more playoff games but ed you told me last year at the end of the season like who would i rather have josh allen or lamar jackson i would have definitely taken josh allen because he'd won multiple playoff games right yeah now it's like the opposite i'd rather have lamar jackson 
I just I've been so impressed by him and just uh, like we've said before, I just want to see him under center. That's what I want to see. But man, I think he's he's getting he's moving towards completion. So, yeah. Yeah. My last thing I'll say about him, the two games that like just really jumped off the, the, the screen for me this year in terms of quarterback just taking over the damn game was last week was my boy Herbert having like 470 total yards of offense because he ran for 90 yards and then yeah. was throwing it all over the field. And I was thinking like, that's great. And then thinking about Lamar having his 500 yard game, <laughs> total yards of offense against the Colts, you know, it's just those two performances are like this guy, it's like Vince Young in the Rose Bowl, you know, it's just like this guy is taking over the entire damn game and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I felt, I felt about that about Lamar times this year. I felt about that about Herbert. I felt that about that about a couple of guys, but Lamar has been doing it really consistently. Again, like you said, with just nothing going right for them and how he's still been able to keep it together um, has been really impressive. And I I'm yeah. all just, just as far as being able to keep the ship right is really been impressive. Yeah. It, it feels like he's been able to, he's a, he's the reason there's seven and three, you know, yeah. I just, they've done a lot and they just look, they've done a lot of incredible things they won with a backup last week. It's, you know, yeah, they're, they're, there's such an impressive model organization. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm always impressed by them. All right, let's close this out. Montezuma special oh, jets man. at Texans, Texans minus two and a half over under 44 and a half. This is going to be the, one of the most poop tastic games of the year. Andrew, that said, give me the Texans to cover. The only reason why Tyrod Taylor's the starter and the under. Do you think the Texans could trade Davis Mills to the Jets for this game? Uh, by the way, no, it, 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 it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry. my God. How are we going to, how are we going to get, can we just get like a vaccinated quarterback in the building for the Jets? I mean, that would be also really helpful too. Maybe just, just a thought. Um, oh. God damn. I, I, I just feel so amused I by how the Jets, huh? <laughs> I don't feel anything for the Jets or their fans. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's torture. It's water torture. I think, although I think actually the Lions is like the worst form of water torture, in my opinion, like that one's just sad. Jets it's kind of less so, but still, yeah, I'm bad for the Lions. I don't feel bad for the Jets. It's like kicking a horse, dead horse when it's down, you yeah. know? I, I uh, guess, yeah, I'll go with the Texans here covering and I like, Tyrod Taylor to make some more plays. Yeah, he's a competent quarterback. Robert Sala, can we can we please can people please just go ahead and just acknowledge that they are they're stupid? Like, why did anyone think this guy's a good coach? He fucking sucks. He sucks. Like, what did what did anybody think was good about him? He ran one scheme in San Francisco and he had all these studs. He didn't do anything. He's just a guy that's fiery on the sideline. I just honestly did never got that one, but. Anything you want to add to that before we move on to the next special here? I mean, I like the top of his dome. Also, <laughs> he also I think he's pretty high in the hot coach rankings. But other than that, um, he's really a lot of wins. That's yeah. It's just I I don't know if he's one and done, but man, should be. I don't know. I don't know so. how I, I don't know how inspired you can be going into the next season with what's going on this year yeah. under his watch. Yeah, this has just been a, another dumpster fire of a season for the Jets. All right. Next, the Montezuma special. Falcons at Jags. Falcons minus two and a half over under 46. 
this is the perfect kind of post-Thanksgiving stool session. You know, like after you've eaten all your turkey, you've watched that Raider game, you just sit on the toilet for a couple minutes. This is the perfect game for that. It's worse than a $2 buffet, Andrew, and I've had one of those. Give me the Falcons in the under. Hmm. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think like. Maybe I, there, Maybe we should be afraid of Urban Meyer's thumb. I think we should be. Yeah. Oh, that, boy. I, yeah, no, I think going, wait, where's this thumb going to? That's my question. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I want to take the Falcons, but I, I'm, I think I'm clinically insane for saying this, but I almost yeah, like the, do it. I think the Jags are going to win this game because yeah. I think they're going to do some weird, weird stuff to, to Matt Ryan. I feel like this off another off, like off game is coming from the, from the Ryan uh, camp. And I don't yeah. think it's going to be Ryan, very pretty a shitty game. I like think a real it, turd. I think this is going to be like that Bills game, but oh yeah, I think it's good. I think it's going to be muddy. It's going to be gross. I don't think I I I hope Kyle Pitts gets a few catches here and there, but other than that, yeah. like I I don't have anything to look forward to this game. I'm going to take the Jaguars though. Crazy enough, I, no, I, I just, like I like it. I like it. Nah, <laughs> I like it. It's good. All right, let's wrap up this uh, poo poo special here. This one might be the worst. Man, these three were bad. This one's pretty bad, too. I, I still think this might. Eh, Tex, Texans, Jets is the worst. This is bad. Seahawks at Washington. Washington minus two and a half over under 46 and a half. Andrew, can you say hemorrhoids? Give me the football team in the under. Heineke has been playing really, really well, and he's been feasting on bad defenses, and he's going to get one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like the football team. I, how can you not like the football team? But I like the football team. <laughs> the football team. Um, the football team. So weirdly enough, this, yeah, this Washington team is going to be, if they win this game, they'll be five and six. They'll won three straight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll do anything down the stretch, but they're definitely playing better on defense. And again, Taylor's made enough plays. They're a good bad make, team. They're a good. Yeah, I would say so. They're, they're they'll hang up. They'll, they'll hang around. I think they're what they the, the right. Lions wish they were. Right. They're not. Right. Um, and in a lot of respects, Taylor Heineke somehow had like an 88 QBR last week, which was crazy. But um, he played really well, and he's the tough son of a gun. He took that awful he's shot. Tough. Yeah. Last tough. week, and I thought he was knocked out, and he was he somehow stayed in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, I it's gonna be it's gonna be the um the the sad boy squad for Russell Wilson and company again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't. I can't Seven really fathom this. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Give me Washington and the uh, the under. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, thanks for playing this week, Andrew. And uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I'm just trying to outrun the Montezuma lava as it's coming towards my feet as fast oh. as I can brown lava thanks everyone for checking in this week this was uh andrew and i and we'll uh we'll see you next week yep take care man talk to you later